Good evening, and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio. WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow. I'm doing the show tonight with John Moran Sue. Hey there. And uh, yeah, we're excited to be back. Sorry uh, uh, we missed out last week. We sort of had a, uh, couldn't get our ducks lined up. But anyway, here we are. We're back and we're ready to talk about all kinds of uh, news. Some of. Nah, it's, let's just call it news and not characterize it one way or the other, even though I, I don't think much of it's all that good. Anyway, um, yeah, so uh, what did you guys think about uh, the, the actual results in the special election on Long Island to replace uh, George Santos uh, in Congress until the, uh, uh, you know, for the rest of this uh, year? The uh, Democratic candidate whose name I'm forgetting right off the top of my head. Swazi. Yeah, even though I wrote it down earlier. Uh, <laughs> but he uh, he won by like 8%. He won by several thousand votes. Well, you know, she, she was a registered Democrat running as a Republican. And she's married to a Ukrainian guy. And yep. she's uh, was African, moved to Israel, uh-huh. worked... Uh, participant in the IDF. There's pictures of her with guns. Uh So she covered absolutely every topic that's been in the news for the last year. Yeah. So probably people didn't quite know what to make of her. So just kidding. I heard somebody say that. I thought it was funny. I I gotta say, I was a bit bemused when I saw her her biography myself. I was like, okay. I don't know know how they run somebody who's a registered Democrat, but they did. Yeah, it was wild. Yeah. So much for parties. Well, and he was a reasonable guy. Is he? I think so. He's, you know, he's been a senator for years and well, he stopped used to, to run ha- for governor. That was literally his seat before. Yeah, I think so. that's a big part of why, uh, you know, he, he really was just primed to, to take it. Yeah, he, he, he left to run for governor and uh, got shellacked, but... yeah. But I guess I don't know much about that district. Uh, well, it's it's Long Island, which is uh, uh, often the sort of the the subject of you know mockery from New Yorkers uh, for being loud or brash or whatever, you know. Um, but hmm. does it include any of the? Um Ritzy, ritzy parts of Long Island. Aren't there places in Long Island that are really ritzy? I think there are, and I don't think it is. Yeah. Uh, but I honestly couldn't tell you because yeah, I don't know the dem- demographics for it. So. Yeah. Uh, but it was a surprise that he won so handily. I think, right? Because I don't think so. Well, Santos won it. I mean, and he was a Republican. It's a you know, it's I don't know the I don't I think it's been swinging back and forth, right? No, I think it's been a, it was pretty reliably held by Mr. Swozy for several terms before that. <coughs> I I don't I, like in the end, I don't think it was a huge surprise that the um uh well-known uh, uh Democrat who used to hold the seat uh had won it back. Did snow too. Yeah. Uh what I find what the reason I sort of thought it was worth mentioning on the show at all is just that there's on the one hand, um, it narrows the margins uh, of Republican control in, this, in the House 
to, you know, like even even less than they were. Six, I think, isn't it? When? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Um, but also just to the extent that it's a bellwether uh, for uh, the upcoming election in uh, November. You know, the 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 it wasn't actually close, despite the whole like, oh, this is going to be close. Who knows what's going to. And it's like, yeah, no, the the, was the guy special. we kind of expected to win just just crushed it. Yeah, well, looks like 52.46 to 47.37. Oh, it's, that's the it, result. It, Five it, points. It, it closed up because the uh, results I saw this morning were eight points. Uh, no, uh, this is from the Nassau, Nassau County, Nassau County, New York. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is from the Nassau County uh, website. I'll post this on the on the website as well. Um, so yeah, uh, seventy, like seventy six thousand to uh, sixty eight thousand. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's not. It was a race. It's not a it's not a squeaker, but it's it's you know it's respectable, you mm-hmm. know. Um, I'm sure. Uh, uh, Ms. Uh, Dilip? Dilip, P- yeah. Pillip? I believe so, yeah. Um, I, th- I think uh, she probably would have liked at least a, uh, a, f- a 50, a 50, 49 or something, but she was pretty it was, unknown, it was, a, it was an she? okay race, you know. Although nationally she got known pretty quick because of her wild background, but. Yeah. yeah, I don't think she'll be able to parlay that into anything other than yeah. maybe a, a radio spot, lo- a local radio spot someplace, but. I heard her speak just a couple of brief pieces, and I have to say she was pretty, um, I mean, you know, on TV, and I didn't see her in person. Yeah. But she felt to me like a talking you know, she was like a little too smooth and too canned or something. She didn't strike me as somebody who you'd want to have a beer with. She was much more of a, um a- advocate, you know, sort of really av- strong, strongly advocating. Um, what, what a crazy thing for somebody who's in politics to do. Well, but sort of an AOC kind of politician instead of... Uh, uh, um, you mean a, 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 a headline a, grabber, a grassroots advocate who's working tirelessly to help people? Yeah, kind of very brash, very outspoken, saying provocative things. You know that kind of because some folks don't do that. Some folks are. You I know. suppose that actually that actually would apply to uh, AOC, but I, that's like wow, that's really not what yeah. I would look for at all. With, I mean, I guess because she challenged the. Uh, uh, establishment incumbent, but uh, well, she's a little in your face, sort of like when AOC, when they were uh, tormenting her about dancing, uh, mm-hmm. there was something came up when she first got elected, and she just danced, yeah, into her office because she's like, she was happy, yeah, like give me a break, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was just you know, it's sort of more in your face, and Swazi strikes me as sort of an old-fashioned politician being careful not to say anything offensive to anyone. I suppose so. that's. I suppose there's 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 something to that, yeah. But just yeah, he's a uh, he's a uh, machine per, yeah. uh, machine department uh, machine. the New York Democratic yeah machine. he's yeah he's part of the like the political class basically like that's yeah. what he does yeah. yeah right so in that respect I can see the parallel to to AOC but just uh, yeah in terms of. Uh, terms of what they're running on and what they're trying to accomplish and the uh, attitudes towards their constituents it, it just wow uh, I, I I wouldn't have made a comparison between the two <laughs> yeah yeah no I wasn't saying policy wise style I was speaking of style 
I, I wouldn't have even said style-wise. I mean, after all, I think uh, like increasingly the from what I can see uh, uh, the conservative uh, political space is becoming its own uh, reinforced echo chamber, and so it's just a matter of like how good are you at 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 getting up there and and hitting the talking points and 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 spouting whatever the latest conspiracies are and so forth um you know and and it's basically trying out for uh a spot on uh some conservative uh media outlet you know hmm. tomorrow i'm going to a, a real republican event right here in Florence. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just meet the folks that are running to be delegates to the convention. Uh huh. And I'll, I'll be interested to see if they act like folks on the national level or if they act like folks on the local level, which act very differently. You know, Massachusetts is a, a little bit different state. So Can you be do curious. me a favor? Sure. Like big favor? I will try. If they, <laughs> if they are more of the, let's say... Provocative? Um, <laughs> If if they are specific kinds of people, uh, can you ask them to define woke for me? Oh sure, yes. <laughs> I always want to. I th there are different answers for everybody, and I'm always interested to hear what people's answers are. The minute somebody says it, I will be all over it like ducks on a June bug. Yeah, just I'm and I'm <laughs> not even being like, oh, define woke for me. You're wrong. You know, I just want to hear like Curious. what they think. Yeah, what the what the uh, yeah, they, that's something that people find odd about me like i just want to like pick someone's brain especially someone i i vehemently disagree with like why are you like yeah. this yeah. you know <laughs> you know how did this happen to you kind one of thing <laughs> one of the fellows um his his literature says he belongs to the army of god and th this should be interesting oh, so goodness. I'll, so i'll be if Wait. if he says woke i will the, the uh God has an army. I did not know that either. Well, yeah. like, <laughs> okay, so like, there, obviously that term isn't copyrighted. So sure, you know, like, I, I, that doesn't necessarily mean this. But there is, if I recall correctly, uh, a neo-Nazi group up in like the wilds of uh, up north of you know Vermont, New Hampshire, called the Army of God. Hmm. I guess I'll find out. Yeah. Maybe so, I, I mean sh that... shouldn't tell people where I live. <laughs> uh. Well. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, you you get enough crap just for being part of the Republican Party, but I mean, yeah, don't don't piss off actual Nazis. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, like there, it's a domestic terror organization. Yep. I think. Oh, okay. I'm I'm not wrong. <laughs> Good nope. to know. Well, I will ask. They're up in New Hampshire and Vermont, right? But Good I, God. But I mean, you know. Good God. Uh, but I I could imagine someone Smodge, like Molly. someone who's. You know, still was that tutti frutti? I think that was tutti frutti, right? Good oh, God. Rudy, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, you know, like, you know, the Salvation Army also. I think at least you know from time to time. You know. I think they said their Army of God too. Yeah. Right. So yeah. it's it's like actually that's I, I'm, true. I'm not trying to level any accusations against anybody, but I'm just like that's a uh, because hmm. I do donate to the Salvation Army, so I have donated to the Army of God unwillingly. Right. Un but I mean, that's yeah. not the same thing as like you know, like I'm a member of the KKK or something. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, the the term Army of God is it's it's very prevalent, um, especially uh, among religious people you yeah. know like depending on the sect and this depending on um the interpretation you know like i'm sure like quiverful people uh say that too um yeah i, I know they so. do yeah you yeah. know uh, and that's that's a whole other 
bag yeah. of worms, quiverful. So. I guess I'll, f- <laughs> I'll I'll find out for sure tomorrow. So yeah, we'll I, see. he's probably just super into Jesus. Yeah, like really, really into it. I don't know. He had a military like uniform on in it. Yeah, he was clearly he in might the be, service. He might also be a veteran. Yeah, he's he's yeah. probably a vet, or he's um member of this. Well, if any of our listeners want to go, it's three to, three to five tomorrow at the VFW in Florence. So. Oh, cool. Yeah. Saturday. Okay. What's yeah. that, the 17th? 17th of 3 February. 3 p.m. to yeah. 5 p.m. at the VFW in Florence. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, you know, that's if you, that, that you know any questioning yeah. Republicans, you know, they... <laughs> uh, I, I honestly mean, wish I could Curious. Go. You know, <laughs> like... I don't think they'd let me in. I mean, I, I, I don't know that it was actually... A term they use, but I had actually also seen somebody use the term, uh, you know, army of God, or actually, I guess it was God's militia, but basically using that to refer to like John Brown and his uh, uh, anti slavery fighters and whatnot. I'm like, okay, that, that I always worry when somebody says God's on their side because oh, yeah, no, it's it's it it's, always worries me, no matter who it is, even if it's the nuns of you know, Caritas Christi. It's no, like, no, I, 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 God I is on your side, okay. That, <laughs> That kind of that kind of rhetoric can easily is terrifying, uh, even when it actually is on the side that I agree with, <laughs> you know. And I mean, like like as I've said before on this show, like I I can't, you know, I can't say that John Brown wasn't a a, a religious fanatic and a terrorist, but um, he his was, cause was right. He, I mean, you yeah. know, he was a religious fanatic who was using terrorism to end slavery. So it's like okay. Uh, <laughs> You know, um, which well, it takes which, all kinds. Well, and that actually popped to mind in part because um, uh, uh, homework for our listeners after this: uh, check out the uh, the 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 latest uh, episodes of the podcast "Behind the Bastards" by Robert Evans because they're talking about Robert E. Lee uh, and his. Uh, Robert E. Lee is often sort of like seen as like, oh yes, the the refined Southern gentleman, you know, the 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 reluctant warrior for the Confederacy and whatnot. And it's just, no, no. Robert E. Lee was a you know uh, a a horrible racist of his time who, uh, uh, you know, owned slaves and uh, uh, subjected them to horrible brutality, and. Uh, you know, fought for the Confederacy. Like I, I haven't heard the. They haven't done the full biography. They haven't gone through the whole uh, run of episodes they have about him yet. They've only done two of them, and I think there's going to be three or four. But uh, yeah, Robert E. Lee, uh, historical piece of work. Um, and I mentioned that because uh, Robert E. Lee was actually the commander of the relief force that went to the armory at Harper's Ferry when John Brown. Uh, and his men, you know, attempted their raid and were trapped there. And it was Lee who commanded the forces that uh, wound up uh, defeating them. And, uh, yeah. And then Lee was the one who took Brown prisoner. So, <sighs> Good times. Uh, so, um, uh, aside from uh, 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 vaulting back from the uh, 1850s to the 2020s, <laughs> Um, We're going to have to start marking this program educational. Right. (laughs) Somebody should learn something. (laughs) Um, But actually, uh, one of the reasons why I'm sort of, eh, about Mr. Swosey, who's the the new Democratic congressman from New York, 
is he is comfortable going along with the rhetoric of the Republican Party and the framing of the Republican Party about immigration and, you know, the crisis at the southern border. And it's like there there are problems at the southern border right now because of lots of people are showing up uh, trying to, you know, claim asylum and so forth in this country. And we aren't properly allocating resources to deal with that and to help them. So you would agree there's a crisis now? I wouldn't call it a crisis. <clears throat> I if, mean, a, like, like the people who ago. are in trouble and coming here desperate for, for help and relief, I suppose for them it's a crisis. But for this country, it's not a crisis because it's not a th- we're not under threat. There's no particular danger. So you, you don't agree with the mayor of New York that New York's being crushed by this? Um, to the extent that the city of New York is having trouble dealing with Chicago too, there's a couple of cities that are to, to the. I don't know about Chicago, Massachusetts. but from what I've been reading, to the extent to the extent to which the city of New York is having difficulty providing uh, proper services and helping these refugees who have come to New York or been moved to New York. Uh, it's because the mayor of New York doesn't seem to be able to do a budget properly. Wow. He just but, like they they yeah they they New York and Massachusetts has the same problem, which is there must shelter. So you have to provide shelter, which yeah. means you can't just look the other way or throw somebody on a bus. You have to give them right. shelter, and they're out of hotel rooms for them. Right? That's kind of what the problem is. They're paying. They're paying for hotel rooms. Okay. Well, Massachusetts, we just changed our law so that we don't have to shelter if it gets to a certain level. Well, then I think we need to. Th- uh, figure out how to make some changes. I, I'm putting you on the spot a little bit because a couple of maybe a, two or three months ago, I said there was a crisis at the border, and you said what crisis? Huh. So I think it's good that we're both on the same page now. That there's uh, way I too many folks coming across the border. I don't see that. Uh, that's not the issue. And at that all. we're not. And it's we're not that there's too many people. Uh, it's well, that we aren't dealing with the amount of people coming across properly. It's 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 not that. Oh no, there's too many of them. It's like we should actually uh, pay attention to this problem, uh, the, the, the problems that these people have, and help them better. We are doing a crappy job of helping poor, desperate, scared uh, 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 refugees. Folks and folks that are just coming that aren't scared or sure you know they say they are when they get so that they get asylum or they get their hearing but you know they're coming from all over the world right now because of a million things including well and plenty of them are coming here just because they want to you know work hard and contribute to the u.s economy and uh make a better life for themselves and we which is of enormous benefit to the united states probably both agree with ronald reagan who said that is the strength of this country and the renewal it's, is the it, immigration. It is a strength of this country, yes. yes. And uh, to describe it as an invasion and the just the, the racializing of it, just like, oh, these people, these foreigners. It's like the United States of America as a country uh, wasn't founded uh, explicitly as, you know, we're not France. This isn't the nation of the French. Or Germany, the nation of the Germans. Like, America, like, the people who live here, the citizens, sure, they're Americans. But they don't have to come from one particular ethnic group. Like, point of being an American is anybody can be an American. It's fine. You know, you don't have to speak English. 
you don't have to be white. You don't have to well, be, be pretty much anything, you know? Like, are you a human being who believes in life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, who wants to uh, uh, live a happy, prosperous life in community with others? You do? Okay, great. You can be an American. That's it. Very simple. And to talk about like how, oh, yes, you know, these, these Guatemalans are coming up or whatever, it, you know, it's all, they're all going to be gangsters and whatnot. I'm like, eh, you're, you're just, this is just more of the, the racist scaremongering that's been going back to the 19th century, you know, the know-nothing parties. And, you know, the first immigration bill was basically a, oh, my God, we don't want too many Chinese people coming in. So we've got to pass laws to keep the Chinese people out. It, it, it's all racism. It's all the same sort of route that goes back to why we enslaved people and uh, killed the indigenous inhabitants. It's just awful. Or not all of us did that. But my ancestors did, so, you know. Well, I think it's a lot of people, and it's a lot more than we can manage. It, it's it's thousands and thousands of people. We're a nation of over 300 million people with lots of room. 350, and I think. 330, I think. And lots and lots of land. We've got lots of resources, lots of wealth. We can handle it, and it's it's going to make us richer, so that's good. But you agree we're not handling it well. Yeah, we're not handling it well because of, you know, Republican racist shenanigans. <laughs> there is a crisis at the border. Yeah. Um, That's the, what I was looking for. <laughs> there is, no, there is a crisis at the border. The problem is that most people don't refer to it, the crisis in the correct way. Okay. There are, I was just looking up in 2022, 2.2 million illegal border crossings. Okay. That is, one, how many people in the U.S.? Like about 320 million, I think. Oh, no. Two, two million versus 320. Okay. But what the crisis is, is all of these people that need our help, that we have the resources to help them. We do. We just choose not to do, not right. to do that. We're buying bullets instead. Exactly. Yep. And we're sending, we're sending weapons to different countries and things like that instead of these people are coming thousands of miles because it is not safe where they where they live where they would like to stay honestly why would anybody why why would anybody just pick up and move thousands of miles the Trump, russians and the chinese i know why yeah be, why would they do that if it wasn't safe for them to be there if they if they enjoyed being there look at navalny Alexei Navalny, who I just don't died the, in a Russian prison. Yeah, I mean, yeah. a lot of the Russians yeah. have actually, anybody that was helping him over the years have actually, they're all in exile because they're terrified because Putin will kill them. Yeah, I guess that's... Well, that's true. Mil political. Uh, uh, thousands of people fled Russia at the, uh, after the war in Ukraine started because they're like, I don't want to get drafted and yeah. I don't want to support this. Yeah, I mean, that's... So sure. I guess that's... And the Chinese are doing mean? it because of the lockdowns. Well, and there's there's yeah. thousands... Well, there's there's millions of people in China who might want to get out because they're political or economic dissidents or they're Uyghurs who don't like being in concentration camps. Yeah, but let's, let's get back to, to the, the Southern Latin border Americans. here. Okay, specifically people coming up from, yeah, say, I'm trying to, uh, Yeah, I'm yeah. trying to make a point here. Sorry. They are... It's not because there's political strife. There is. But mm -hmm. there is gang violence. There is... There is not enough to eat. There is all these issues, and they are leaving and going so far. Why would they do that if it, if they were just, like willy nilly or something? Like there's 
there's an issue that needs to be solved. We're a beacon. We are. And we've made ourselves to be that. This is this Proud is something it. that we've that we've put out into the world for like a couple hundred years. Like we are we are the shining city on the hill. We everybody's yeah. welcome and everything. So these people are like, cool, we'll go there and because they need workers that we'll we'll pick their stuff and everything. But then they get to the border and they're like we came all this way because like the the guys in in Guatemala or or whatever they were going to kill us so can we come here asylum and we're and we signed a treaty saying that we are supposed to give people asylum yep. we this country is supposed are supposed to process people that need asylum yep. and then everybody is like no 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 you know what the crisis is that we aren't funding that the crisis is that we aren't sending an army of well-trained lawyers and judges to go process all of these people yeah. that are crossing. They're not crossing legally. They're asking for asylum. And to ask for asylum, you're just supposed to cross the border and present yourself to law enforcement. That's what they're supposed to do. Well, they're and, not hiding. Well, and crossing yeah, the borders to seek asylum is not an illegal crossing. That's what I'm talking about. That yeah. is what I'm talking about. They're not... These the the uh, the illegal crossings are like people would describe them as people that cross the border and just disappear. Like, but no, most people aren't doing that. They just want to get here. Yeah, they're presenting themselves to the officials. The yeah. um, the amount of time that it takes to legally enter the U.S. with a green card, years, fifteen years, twenty years to get naturalized. Yeah, and so th the crisis is that is on us we are supposed to be helping them we are supposed to be processing them that is what we signed up for and what we've been putting out into the world for like i said like a hundred years so when when people talk about the the amount of people that are crossing i'm like yeah why do you think but well, we should we should be we have the money to take care of this we have the money to house the, these people and if they want to go to another state we have we could give have the money because during covid we housed so many people we put them all up in hotels because yep. it was a it was a medical emergency to keep people from congregating and just being outside and everything so we put them all we can still do that so it obviously I'm a little animated so, about that but so and we're also there's the, the part of the reason why there's a problem at the border if there's a crisis it's in places like El Salvador and Guatemala countries that we destabilized for decades start, you know like under I think yeah, El Salvador is is safe now yeah, they okay. got rid of their they they killed all the gangs they it's actually quite <laughs> safe in El Salvador now oh they made a desert and called it peace good yeah the all government right. I mean, no the government killed anyway, off all the gang members if they if comparatively the, it used to be unsafe well we we've, we've we're almost at the halfway part so Sue what, what do you what what do you, what's your well I know you're going to pick on the Republicans because they just did a really stupid thing but why didn't Biden what do you mean a really stupid thing <laughs> We're talking about the border, so the, the the they just killed their own bill. But yeah. um, why didn't Biden, when he had you know both houses, why didn't he do something about immigration? Well, that's a good question, and uh, nobody ever does. We I can, mean, it's we been can years. take a we can take a stab <laughs> at it when we come back. But we're going to play some PSAs, promos, and station IDs, uh, and be back with more civil politics here on Valley Free Radio in just a couple of minutes. So please don't go away.
We'll be right back. Want to make a difference in a big way? Nearly 200 children in Hampshire County are on a waiting list to be matched with adult mentors called BIGS. Children who are matched with mentors through Big Brothers Big Sisters of Hampshire County do better in school, report higher self-confidence, and have better relationships with peers. Start something. Call 413-259-3345 and volunteer or donate to Big Brothers Big Sisters of Hampshire County. Would you like to save money on your home heating and electricity bills? MassSave makes it easy. MassSave is the Commonwealth's home energy savings program. How does it work? Start with a free home energy assessment. A trained energy specialist will visit and recommend improvements that are best for your home. Affordable improvements such as adding insulation can mean deep savings year after year. A free home energy assessment can be arranged by calling 866-527-7283 or by going to www.masssave.com. Did you know that veterans make up about one-third of America's adult homeless population? Only 3.9 cents of each income tax dollar last year went to veterans' benefits. Ever wonder about where your tax money goes? More information on how your tax money is being spent can be found at nationalpriorities.org. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Living with a disability can be a challenge when obstacles in your home make independent living seem impossible. Luckily, there's the Massachusetts Home Modification Program, which offers loans up to $30,000 with manageable repayment plans, making it possible for you to modify your home so you can live independently. Because living at home shouldn't be a challenge. Call the Massachusetts Rehabilitation Commission at 617-204-3739 or visit us online at mass.gov mrc to learn more. The Amherst Boys and Girls Club, your place to laugh, learn, and grow. If you are between grades 1 through 12 and want a place to meet up, relax, play games, and even get some extra help with school, check out the Amherst Boys and Girls Club. The most important thing you'll do is learn about yourself and the kind of person you're capable of being. The Amherst Boys and Girls Club, your place, your future. AmherstBGC.org. The Amherst Boys and Girls Club is not affiliated with the National Boys and Girls Club of America. It's an independent entity that exists because of the support of the community near and far. Do you love fishing, swimming, or boating, but hate the trash you find? Do you want to help protect clean water and wildlife? Whether you live near the Deerfield River, Millers, Westfield, Chicopee, or Connecticut, your local river needs you. Join the Connecticut River Conservancy and help us protect our rivers. Our rivers belong to all of us, and each of us has a responsibility. Together, we can make a difference. Learn more about what you can do at ctriver.org. Using WIC is easier than ever. Now you can use the WIC card instead of checks for your food purchases. WIC is a free nutrition program that helps working families stretch their food budget and make healthy choices. WIC helps families learn to shop for nutritious foods and offers resources like online nutrition education and an app to make shopping easier. Visit us online at mass.gov WIC to find out if you qualify. 
This message is brought to you by the Massachusetts Department of Public Health's WIC Nutrition Program. The Northampton Community Music Center provides quality, accessible music education to more than a thousand members of the greater Northampton community. Hi, this is Jason Trotta, Executive Director of the Northampton Community Music Center. Our scholarship fund helps those with limited means access affordable music instruction and has never turned away a qualifying applicant in its 33 years of existence. To find out how you can help, please visit our website at ncmc.net. What did they just say? If you often find yourself asking that, you may benefit from the new audio-enhancing technology available at the Forbes Library in Northampton. Designed to work with or without a hearing aid, the new and improved audio-visual systems in our meeting rooms, along with countertop loop systems at our service desks, are some of the new technology the library now has. With federal funds provided by the Institute of Museum and Library Services and administered by the Massachusetts Board of Library Commissioners. You'll now find hearing the librarian and guest lecturers a whole lot easier. Call 413-587-1017 or email info at ForbesLibrary.org to find out more. And we are back with Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm huge narcissist Michael Dow. I'm with my long-suffering <laughs> friends Sue Timberlake and John Roberts. <laughs> and I'm not uh, suffering that much. Oh, good. <laughs> Developed a thick hide. <laughs> I am. Oh, okay. <laughs> See, that's that's the advantage of being uh, a Republican, John. Are you that whole elephant skin? You know, like Sue is just <laughs> just toughened. And I never forget a grievance. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, the the I, it, it, there, there's like the. Uh, whatever it's just that's how it is now kind of kind of just 2020s just resignation yeah that's 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 true i uh a a uh overweight bloviating white guy who's full of himself i mean like i'm i'm just not even the worst example of that you didn't need to go into the weight thing man Oh, just I being was a you white were talking guy. About Tr- Trump and three hundred and fifty-five million dollars today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's uh, true. That was a good. That Plus was four, that was fun. For, four million for each child and a million for the accountant. Oh uh, yeah, that yeah. was. Uh, I got to say that 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 felt good and and a supervisor on his company, so he's yeah, actually yeah, yeah. in charge of him for three oh, yeah. years. So. And, and uh, forbidden from doing business in New York for two to three years, depend. You know, yeah. for three for 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 pot for uh, father and two for the sons and yeah yeah um, oh so they could give all the businesses to Ivanka yeah maybe. and then she could give them back <clears throat> oh yeah well if I were her I wouldn't do that but um, <laughs> let's hope she's as smart uh, as her mother that wouldn't really work he's not really allowed to do a lot of business in New York for the next three years yeah so if they he just him it personally so if they yeah. gave it to Vanka and he was still part of it, then that would probably be a legal thing anyway. Yeah, and the the Trump organization is like under administration now. And so exactly. So. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, there was a fascinating piece in the New York Times actually about the uh, the law in New York, uh, which specifies like um, they only have to they only had to demonstrate that uh, they made. Uh, uh, false statements on their financial forms. They didn't have to specifically prove that they had actually like uh, 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 they didn't actually have to prove like and these people believed them and were harmed to this extent by them. Mm -hmm. 
which I thought was uh, kind but of... But I didn't read the decision that came out today, but they did say it also went back through oh, yeah, yeah, Trump yeah. University and oh, yeah, all, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, all yeah. the people that no, have there's, been there's, there's a whole pattern of wrongdoing. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely the right, the, the right thing, but just, uh, um, you know, and it, it it's a civil suit, not a criminal trial. So, you know, like it makes sense that it's like, look, we don't have to prove exactly who was damaged. We don't have to bring those people in here. Um, the, the, the basis of the law is that it is damaging to the public good of New York and the people of New York, especially with New York's uh, uh, position and uh, for decades now as one of the major financial hubs of uh, the earth, uh, certainly of the United States as well. Um, you, you know, like if you let people lie uh, to get uh, business financing and get oh, it better ruins terms. The of whole it. industry, right? Because it, it means that they're hoovering up money that might go to other people, and they're not paying uh, uh, actual fair interest rates. It 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 alters the markets in ways that are damaging to uh, the public good and public financial stability and whatnot. And and I remember my father, who, as I've mentioned before on the show, was an investment banker. I remember at one point him sort of saying how. Uh, uh, explaining to me that one of the reasons why the United States had become like the world's most powerful economy was because it had trust. It had some of the best regulation. It had some of the most uh, transparent uh, laws. Like you have to disclose how much you own, and stock sales have to be public, and you know things, things like, that. or at least that's how it used to be. You know, obviously, yeah. Thanks to the. So you're saying it's not. It's good because it's not a, fr a free market. Uh, I'm saying it's good because it is a, a free regulated market. It's a regulated market. It's not a free market like a lot of people want. No, that, 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 you can't have a market that is without regulation. No. You can't. <laughs> Here comes the libertarian in me. What? You can't have a market without regulation. <laughs> Took the bait. <laughs> they do every time. I came right out of that hole over there in that river, and you <laughs> suckered me right out. Uh, yeah. How much regulation? But we're not going to fight about that today. <laughs> nah, let's not. Let's fight about something else. Um, but uh, actually, so uh, at the end of the first half, you asked me uh, why didn't the Democrats do anything about that? Uh, in terms of uh, the first half of uh, President Biden's first term, well, current term, anyways, uh, because the Democrats only had the barest uh, hold over the Senate. Uh, and nothing was going to happen that Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema didn't like. And, uh, you know, I don't think either of them wanted to do anything about uh, uh, immigration border stuff, you know. Certainly didn't want to do, do any of the things that would actually help. People used to say it was the Chamber of Commerce that didn't want to do anything about immigration. Well, I think the... The National Chamber. I think, there, I think the there's some truth to that because um, one of the... One of the changes that I would want to make, not that I'm a huge expert on this, but broadly speaking, one of the changes I would want to make is like, look, it's, you know, let's not make it hugely difficult for people to come into the country and work if they want. Make it fairly easy for people to get uh, uh, work visas, work permits. Hi, show up. Yeah, you want to, you know, you're just looking for something better and you want to, like, get a job doing whatever. Um, then make it easy for them to... Uh, uh, work openly and not under the table and uh, but when that happens you know things like minimum wage laws start to apply and you have to pay people more and uh, 
uh, when you have this shadowy, un, you know, group of illegals who aren't necess- who aren't able to work openly and slaves, uh, migrants, wage wage slaves. Uh, sure, but they're they're not chattel slaves. So, I mean, it's like eh, it's not slavery exactly, but it is the it's the same kind of underpinning uh, uh, economic logic that underpinned uh, the apartheid regime in South Africa. Actually, uh, apartheid was was freaking evil because it basically like the idea is it created sort of migrant laborers, but the migrant laborers are local people who live right here, anyways. Yeah, and you just don't let them travel at certain right. times and, of the day. Right, and you and you yeah. So. Yeah. Um, so all of Did which I ever tell you I had uh, relatives in South Africa? I don't know who they were, but my family no, I mentioned them. Did. Yeah, I don't know who they were. Huh. It was huh. always the rumor. Oof. Well, that's uh, We have Indian and people from in South Africa. I yeah. don't know if that's a <laughs> oh, Well, that's some, I guess I'm all American, right? I'm a mutt. <laughs> uh, participating in in uh, apartheid. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, oppression and 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 misery all over the world. Well, I assume I assume so. Yeah, yeah. It it's our it's it's our national pastime, but um, so uh, you know I I think that's why uh, a lot of businesses don't like that. It's the same kind of logic like we haven't why we haven't uh, updated the minimum wage since the twentieth century. You know, on a, on a federal level, yeah. Because why pay people anything like a living wage if you can get away with not? Like all the problems that it creates, let them be somebody else's problem. Um, the minimum wage was last rate. Wait, last went up in like two thousand five for the feds. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Was it $8 Thank you for correcting now? me. Seven. No, it's seven twenty-five. It's seven twenty-five. Yeah. I, I thought it was seven twenty-five back in the nineties, but I no, no, I'm wrong. it wasn't. I remember uh, when it when it came down. I was working at like Target, and everybody was like, "Yeah, raise! We all got a raise." It was yeah, it was like two thousand five or so. Okay, maybe two thousand, not two thousand nine. Yeah, early 2000s. Yeah, early so 21st century. It was, it was before the Obama administration. Yes. And uh, so the other thing Teddy is... Teddy Kennedy, actually. Like he was... One of his last The good senator, yeah. bad date. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Mike. <laughs> Look, I... I uh, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm laughing. <laughs> I I blame Dennis Leary. I take <laughs> I take no responsibility for the words that come out of my mouth. <laughs> I didn't bring him up. You did. I said we. He did a nice thing. Oh, he did okay. a good thing. Good God. Uh, yes. Um, so uh, the uh, the last and his time work was probably what was responsible for Obamacare. It was his his aides and his folks because they've been trying to pass that right for a zillion years. So it was all and ready it, and, to go. And it might have been even better if he'd lived a bit longer. Yes, yeah. So he yeah. Have fought so, harder. so so yep. so, uh, two thousand nine to two thousand eleven was the last time before that. I think the Democrats had like just <clears throat> um, total control over uh, Congress and the presidency, and uh, they actually got a bunch of stuff done. I mean. Uh, uh, there's certainly reasons to. 2009. That's the uh, minimum wage update. That's when it went up. 2009 to 7.25. Oh, okay. Well, I guess that would probably be uh, something that happened under unified democratic control that they bumped the minimum wage. Huh? Gee. All right. Could be. I was wrong about when it happened, but that kind of actually. And Biden just raised Social Security twice. Right. 
And uh, you know, we also got like the Lily Ledbetter Fair Pay Act and so forth. That was Clinton, wasn't it? No, 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 no. That was President Obama signed oh, that. Oh, what did Clinton? Clinton did something the first his first week. I can't remember what it was. No, yeah, well, whatever. Something very symbolic, also. No, but this isn't wasn't symbolic. This was an actual law. This wasn't. No, no, I meant action. that that it was something that was had lots of. So never mind. So political. Oomph. Yeah, the Democrats absolutely could have done something about uh, immigration and naturalization. They and chose not as to. A citizenship. Well, they focused on health care, which is, I don't think, like, uh, uh, an, you know, it, if you have to, like, pick which major issue you want to address and you pick health care, I don't think that's necessarily a terrible choice. Yeah. Um, Still very broken health care. I agree. I think there are major complaints. Well, you and I, have, we've talked about this many times on the show, and you and I both agree that what we need is actually a... a, a federally administered single-payer program but not doctors on payroll sure all right we don't have to have like doctors are all employees the way they do with the fee for service yeah right whatever but just oh man i i i have the best private insurance available on the market and it's costing me fourteen thousand dollars a year this year to have health health insurance and it you know it's it's you know the 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 deductible's low and it covers everything. It's not like one of those like well when it kicks in you pay thirty percent and we pay seventy kind of thing. You know it's it's proper health insurance. Um, but for fourteen thousand dollars, I would like to think that we could I could get much more bang for my buck. Not necessarily for me. I mean, more bang for my buck would be everybody's taken care of because. Uh, you know, well, you know, my position, and, and it's right up this alley, is that if you were working for somebody, they would they would pay most of that, probably, if you had a good company that you were working for. And it kills companies. It just kills them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Small businesses. It, it, it kills people because they can't leave because they, you know, they're afraid to lose their insurance. You know, you're, you're a plucky small business, but, you know, coughing up an extra ten thousand dollars a year to for every employee. Yeah, for every employee. And the family's probably twenty three thousand. Right, exactly. So, like. Uh, and of course, you know, fifteen percent of premium uh, of the premiums I pay doesn't actually go to my health care. And you know to what? You know what they consider innovation? No. When they went to dual, so you could have a single, a family, or two. <laughs> that was that was insurance companies' way to address that family plans were too expensive. Uh, did you guys see the um, the hearings that uh, or the the congressional committee hearings about? Um, medication prices in the u.s versus the no, world no i didn't when uh, were these hearings uh last couple of weeks we you know we've been on and off the the air and everything yeah. but uh basically um there i don't think been, i've seen those but i've seen other hearings yeah about it, so yeah there have what, been reports about yeah. um how uh drugs like the same drug for like cancer treatments and everything is like thousands of dollars here per do- per per administration versus like hundreds of dollars someplace else yeah. and the the thing that was really interesting was when usually the 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 reason that executives say that it's so expensive here is because all the other countries they negotiate really hard and they have to do it. in America they don't but we need that money for innovation and to to develop more stuff and then there and then um i i'll look it up but it basically it's like all the money goes to pay and marketing and stuff you don't and executive bonuses. Yeah, it doesn't go to R and D to actually R and D and innovation and stuff. It 
Also, there's great just, clips of Katie Porter getting people to admit that. Exactly. You know, and also the just as an aside, a lot of our medications, a lot of the medications that we use that are patented by these companies are developed at a university level. Or with grants from the National Institutes of Health. Exactly. So, and yeah. most of them are made in China. Have you looked at any pharmaceuticals you get lately? It's in India. They're, they're not even made here. So, like, the margin is, yeah, it's very interesting. They're pennies. Yeah, yeah there's, a, there's a very large uh, industry in India for uh, especially vaccines and, and um, medication like that. A lot, of the, a lot of the vaccines that we had for COVID, um, there was a backup because there was so much... Like they they were relying on like two companies in India to to manufacture all these things, so yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, medication in the U.S. is insanely high. Uh, the medication that I have to take to survive uh, because of my condition uh, a month would be four hundred fifty dollars for for that amount if I didn't have insurance, and that was ten years ago. I don't even. It's that was like. It, it's since I think it's gone generic, thankfully, but it was fifty dollars a month with our insurance. Yeah, so that was your copay. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not good. Um, I should just be able to walk into a hospital and say I have a broken leg, and then people are like, "Cool, we'll fix your broken leg." Cool, bye. You know, that's that should be it. Well, all the staffing and doctors. We always talk about this, but all the staffing. You have four or five billing people yeah. for a two or three doc practice. Yeah, and sure. that's you know that's overhead costs, and, and they spend all their time chasing bills and chasing things that weren't paid. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's intense. It's goofy. And uh, last I heard, uh, uh, Medicare's uh, overhead administrative costs are two percent of of the money they collect. Um, not not Medicare Advantage. <laughs> that new one that they have. Yeah. If the the people that sell it to you, they get eight hundred bucks right off the. If they talk you out of Medicare and into Medicare Advantage. Yeah. The agent gets eight hundred bucks right then and there. Wow. And Medicare so is Medicare Advantage like actually another federal program? It's it's no. a private company, right? It's it's private insurance and basically they take all the money from Medicare and then they they um they redistribute it. and if their overhead rates are in the nineteen percent range, then you can imagine what it cuts into your actual benefits. How, how can it be in the 19% range? Uh, Obamacare specified that uh, insurance companies couldn't have more than 15% in overhead. I believe it's set at 80 right now. And they take it all. 80? I think it's 80. Yeah, 80% goes to claims, which it, is 20%. Right, but it was it was 85% when it got phased in. Did they did they weaken it? I think it got weakened. Yeah, I think it's at 80%. I could be wrong because I haven't checked in lately, but whatever it is, they take the whole amount. And so when yeah, yeah, yeah. Medicare gives you back almost all your money in claims, whereas, um, yeah, it's 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 a scam. And people are pushing it. They're, private, they, they're basically privatizing Medicare, and it's almost at 50% now because people want the extra benefits, vision, health, all that, and they don't realize it cannibalizes all the rest of their stuff. And then when they start fighting with them, you can't go back. It's very hard to go back to real Medicare. Really? They make it almost impossible. I have a friend who was trying to do it here in Massachusetts, and she finally gave up. She had switched to an Advantage plan years ago. She has a lot of health issues now, and she uh, she tried, and she's she's an IT person. She tried, and she couldn't go back. Wow, she I could not go back. That. Yeah, no, it was Bush's. That's how they privatized when he couldn't do it straight up. Oh, Plan D. 
Well, Plan D is the drugs. It's they Correct. call it yeah, yeah. they call it Plan C, but it's really not Medicare C. Right. It's really just they take all your benefits and they give them to the insurance company and the insurance agent. Oh. So the agent gets money up front, and the advantage companies basically spend all their time trying to not cover you. Uh, the hearings were uh, on the eighth. Thank you. Eighth, February eighth. I I'll put I'll post a link about it. Yeah, see, I'd see, love to notes. see that. See. This is this is why I I just really just the Republican Party is the worst because I mean you know it's like hey let's pass a law which takes Biden this, this thinks it's great he'll talk about advantage people really, really he because people like it and they don't want to admit that it's a, it's a scam well it's not a scam it's a theft it's a bit of a theft of your Medicare coverage that's a that that's a scam that's a that's a that's fraud that's people well being you know built. insurance is legal organized crime right I suppose that's a way of putting it but. Uh, we were gonna. We we didn't talk about SCOTUS and Colorado and Funny Willis. We, you know, we're gonna have to have another show next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna, yeah, do something. <laughs> what? <laughs> More than a show in a month? What are you talking about? Let's <laughs> let's calm down. Steve. Too much is happening. Let's calm down. <laughs> All right. Yes. Let, let let's calm down. Indeed. Uh, yeah. So if people are listening, do not sign up for Medicare Advantage, no matter what they promise you. It's like enrolling in the military. You know, you cannot quit when you change your mind. The views and opinions of this show <laughs> do not reflect any anybody else other than Sue. <laughs> well, I'll even co- my opinions. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll co-sign. It sounds like Medicare Advantage sounds like a total ripoff. Oh, it's it's a it it was a plan and it worked. It the camel's nose is in the tent, and it's going to dismantle Medicare because once it gets because over fifty percent, that's that's what the Republican Party wants to dismantle public something that is a public good. So they can line their pockets. Well, businesses are doing it, too, because they don't want to pay for retirees on Medicare. So they're actually farming it out, too. So, yeah, it's, it's you know, only in America. We are such a mongrel nation. We are, you know, we don't know. We do really good things sometimes, but sometimes we do really dumb things. Uh, it's, it's venile and corrupt. And, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh. We have the music playing, but I just want to tell everybody that the that registering to vote um, in Massachusetts, please, uh, if you're seeing anything in the mail for mail by vote, um, check that out. Uh, go to the website that's going to be that's in the bottom of all of our show notes uh, to register the vote. I think the last day is the 27th of this that's, month. I think that's right. Yeah. For the um, I just I just filled out my card today. Uh, it's the 27th to to make sure that you can vote in the primary. And uh, we were discussing none of the above is an option on the on the primary ballot. So for, for the Democratic ballot, anyways, yeah, yeah, if, that's you know that's an option. I'm if just you saying, want to send a option. signal to uh, President Biden that you you don't like uh, uh, yeah. supporting <laughs> genocide, then um, yeah, that's that's maybe a way to do it. But anyway, we do be have sure to vote no matter what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really down ballots. Yep, everything. It's important. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we've got uh, to wrap this up here. So, uh, next we've got a bit of a music mix, followed by uh, subculture, then table of contents at ten, and OK Asia at midnight. Uh, we've got a repeat broadcast of this show Monday afternoon at four, and the podcast of this show will be available sometime over the weekend. So uh, please do listen to us in every way you can, as often as you can, because I I like the feeling that somebody's paying attention. Somebody out there is listening. Oh, I'm sorry, John. Sorry. <laughs> what did Trump say? I want to be loved right in the middle of one of his screeds. 
It was weird. They said it must have been a it's one of the Freudian f- slip. I was going to say, <laughs> now that is a genuine sentiment. Because, yeah, I want to be loved, too. I know. Yeah. Anyway, that's going to do it for uh, that's going to do it for civil <laughs> politics tonight here on Valley Free Radio. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll join us again next week. Good night. Civil Politics is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. To learn more, go to planetsidepodcasts.com.